0: I swear every time I'm about to record a podcast episode, I accidentally almost go live and I like nearly shit my pants, but it's fine. I'm not live. My little gremlin butt is sitting here only talking to myself and well, you, I guess. Hi, (laughs) how are we doing? I hope y'all are doing well. I know I haven't made a podcast episode in a few weeks and I'll tell you why. (laughs) The the biggest reason is because I honestly couldn't think of a topic that was worth, I don't know, more than like two minutes of discussion, if that makes sense. But other than that, I keep, we're very transparent here about mental health. And I've just been struggling the last few months. I've been trying to find a new job and no matter how many applications I put out or how much I put myself out there. I'm just not getting anywhere in terms of like trying to get an interview or trying to get any sort of progress in terms of finding a new job. And it's been very frustrating because I'm on a whole bunch of job websites and I see that there are so many jobs where they say that they need people. And I apply to so many where either I'm overqualified or maybe I'm a little underqualified, but regardless, I'm still getting my name out there and I'm just getting like automatic rejections. So I've just been feeling a little discouraged lately. uh, And I also feel like I, I I know that this sounds silly, but I feel like I wasted my time getting a degree because I was kind of miserable in college. I, I honestly almost didn't finish because I just didn't see the point in it. And I know like it's good to be educated and it's good to have a college degree, but now I'm just, I don't know, it, the little voice in my head is telling me like, I told you so, you shouldn't have wasted your time going to school, but I don't know, it's just, it's just frustrating. But that's been kind of taking a toll on my mentals and just my productivity as of late. I have just been not wanting to work on stuff lately. But I'm trying to fix that and I'm trying to also fix like the way that I value my time because I, I've always kind of struggled with time management and I'm trying to find ways to be more productive with the time that I do have because as much as I would like the world to add another day to the week or extend just the hours in a day, I know that that's realistically not going to happen and I need to just find ways to be more productive in the time off that I have instead of just falling into TikTok loopholes like I have been doing. And I will go on TikTok for hours, hours. Like yes, in the moment, it's great. I love TikTok, like don't get me wrong. That's where most of my content that I enjoy comes from and where I also kind of get a lot of my inspiration. But it's also frustrating when there's a day where I maybe see like a handful of good videos and I look at the clock and I realize I've been scrolling for three hours. Like there's so many other things I could be doing in those three hours. So I've started waking up earlier which translates to me being more tired during the day but hopefully my schedule like my internal clock will kind of reset. But in the mornings, I'm trying to dedicate at least 30 minutes to an hour of my time to try and learn a new language. I've taken a few years of Spanish in high school. And since I live in Florida, a lot of the people here speak Spanish. And I figured it you know, would be a good language for me to learn. I've attempted it multiple times in high school, like I said, but the way that it was taught to me prior was more so like, here's how you say words in Spanish as opposed to here's how you formulate sentences and how you can actually speak to people. But I started up a Duolingo account. I know it's not the best in terms of learning another language, but it's just been easy for me um, to use that platform. So I've been using Duolingo the past few days and I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've actually picked up a little bit and I'm still at the very, very, very beginning. And I'm not going to start speaking Spanish here because I don't want to make a fool of myself, but it is so difficult to learn a second language, especially like as an adult. I remember learning about that when I was in my psychology classes in college. It's easier for you to learn a second language when you're a child and your brain is still kind of forming and your language complex is still kind of forming. So I'm definitely going to try and teach my kids a second language when they're growing up, like when they're still very young. But, I don't know, I've always wanted to be bilingual to a degree. I don't have to be extremely fluent in the language, but I want to at least be able to, like, have a conversation every once in a while in a different language. So, I've started learning two languages instead of just one. I'm being ambitious, look at me. But I'm mainly focusing on Spanish, and then the secondary language that I'm also trying to learn, which is really, 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 really difficult, is Japanese. Now Brie, why do you wanna learn Japanese? It's one of the hardest languages to learn if you're a native English speaker. I know, trust me, I'm struggling so bad. But I've always wanted to travel to Japan. Like that's just one place I've always been obsessed with ever since I was a kid. Like when I first discovered YouTube, I don't know how I got there, but I stumbled into these vloggers that lived in Japan. They were originally from America. And they would just vlog their experiences living in Japan and all the tourist areas that they would visit on vacation and everything. And I just became obsessed with it. That's what also kind of introduced me to anime because I wanted to see more of Japan. But from just like a different, I guess, visual standpoint, I don't know. I love watching animes for two things. One, obviously the storyline, I love romance animes. And two, I love just seeing the drawings of the cities. I'm obsessed with just the artwork. So I really want to go to Japan. And those of you who don't know, I I have a boyfriend, Jackson, he wants to travel. but he is uncomfortable going to countries where he doesn't speak the language and i completely understand very well that makes sense like why would i want to go to a place where i have no idea what's going on i can't read any of the signs i can't communicate with anybody you're just lost and that's terrifying but i know in japan especially they have most of the tourist areas a lot of people there speak english if it's not good English, it's at least broken English, and you can kind of understand each other. So we'd mainly stay in the tourist areas, but just at some point in my life before I die, I want to go to Japan. So I figured why not start now and start trying to learn Japanese. And I'm sure that there are so many other guides and aids that I could use to help me learn a little bit faster, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I also remember when I was in... I want to say middle school. I don't know. This was back, if you listen to the online friends episode, I used to have a Minecraft Instagram account. And there was one girl that I became friends with off of that that I didn't mention in the episode. But we we were more so like acquaintances. I wouldn't really call us friends. But we... We'd talk every once in a while. And I remember she was telling me that she was learning Japanese. I think that that was the second language that she picked up when she was in school because it was like just a required credit to try and attempt learning another language. But you know, they didn't really teach you language. But she took five years of Japanese and she became fluent in it. And I thought that that was so cool. So I was doing the math, I'm like, all right, well, if she was consistent with learning Japanese and it took her five years, then I should start now if I want to see Japan by the time I'm 40. So I should probably get a roll a roll on it. But it's just a difficult language to learn because of the characters. The characters are so similar and also just like slight modifications completely change the syllable because they, uh, I may be wrong when I'm saying this because like I said, I literally just started learning it. But how in English we view letters, they view it as like syllables. So all of their... Characters are more so syllables just broken up and each combination of syllable means something completely different So it's just hard to learn But I'll get there eventually I'll better understand it at some point because the way that Duolingo is taking me through it now is every once in a while they'll kind of introduce me to a word Being like, okay, this is this combination of syllables and this is what it means. And for the most part, right now, they're just kind of teaching me all the characters. And all the characters look very similar. There are a few that I'm picking up on. Like, I recognize like, okay, this is Su and this is No and this is Ke. Like, I'm able to kind of pick it up a little bit. But if you've never seen... I'm sure you've probably seen Japanese characters at some point in your life. But if you've ever... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Seeing just a list of them, wow, it's intimidating. Oh my goodness. Like, I would I would love to be able to read and speak it, but it's just difficult. Uh, and speaking of reading, I'm honestly kind of glad that Duolingo takes the time to show you, like, how to read and write it as opposed to just speaking it because I know that there are other applications like Babbel. I've never used Babbel, but to me, Babbel sounds like it's just talking and I'd rather also learn how to read and write and be grammatically correct in case like I need to write something down for somebody or you know I don't know but with Spanish I feel like it's going to be an easier learning experience as opposed to Japanese because there are so many people around me especially at work that speak Spanish. I went to one of my uh, co-workers yesterday and I told him I tweeted this (laughs) yesterday because I was so proud of myself. I was like, I'm going to learn how to say I'm learning Spanish. So I went up to him and I was like, uh, estoy aprendiendo español. And he was like, what? So I repeated myself, estoy aprendiendo español. And he was like, oh, really? ¿Cómo? And I was like, oh, cause that means how. And I was like, Duolingo. And then I was talking to him in English and he was like, oh, well, if you ever need help with anything or if you have any questions, because there's just so much grammar that ties in with Spanish, he was like, literally just ask. So... I'll keep you guys posted on my Spanish and Japanese journey, but that's pretty much the only thing that's been different in terms of what I'm what I'm doing with time management. Oh, that, and I'm also trying to work more on content in the morning because what I used to do is I would, the earliest I would ever have to go to work would be 10.30 in the morning. And I would wake up at like 8, scroll on TikTok from 8 to 10, and then get ready for work and go to work. And then I do all my content stuff after work. But from eight to 10, I could use that time to, I don't know, work on a YouTube video for 10 minutes or uh, watch a video on game theory of a game that I'm playing or like if I'm stuck in a spot, like how to fix the puzzle or games that I could be working on later on, like find a list of games that I wanna play later on. And I don't know. So I'm trying to be more disciplined in terms of my time management. And it is still a struggle, I am still, like working on it. But I feel like in the long run, it's going to eliminate a lot of stress that I have in terms of just my life in general. You know, there's so many things that I want to do that I feel like I have to cram later on in my day as opposed to just trying to knock them out in the morning. I've been waking up, like I said, I'm normally in bed from like eight to 10 just on TikTok. So I don't get out of bed until like 10 a.m., I've been waking up at seven, still giving myself that little buffer window of like 30 minutes on TikTok. So I don't miss that. But I'm out of bed before eight and it feels so good to have finished my coffee and get a start on my day before the clock says eight o'clock. I don't know. I've never really been a morning person. So to me, whenever I do wake up early and I do get a jump start on my day, I feel so much better because I just compare how I felt these other days where I wake up so late and I feel like I have no time and I feel rushed and I feel like I can't get anything done. So I highly recommend waking up earlier. (laughs) I know this isn't some newfound knowledge, but it is to me. And it's a change that I've made in my recent life. And I don't know, it's just, it's for the better. And I know it's a struggle right now, but it'll get easier. And I'll keep you guys posted as time goes on hey have you had a chance to check out our new merch site you haven't well, well what are you doing go check it out go to silence.com right now because since you're a podcast listener you're gonna get 10 percent off your entire order use code podcast at checkout that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t to save 10 percent. so today i wanted to talk about something that literally popped into my head as i was walking into the shower yesterday And before I get to the topic, I want to bring up, I've, like I said, I've been looking for jobs and I've been spending a lot of my time on LinkedIn and LinkedIn, if you, I don't know if you have to get the premium for it, but they have like this little learning section where you can take a whole bunch of just classes on like Microsoft Excel or Adobe Premiere Pro, which, they use, which is what I use to edit my YouTube videos and my content. So I am certified in Premiere Pro, but I think I'm gonna retake this class since it's been so long since I got certified and it changed so many things. So I'm gonna hopefully get better at editing. But um, I was listening to this audio recording on LinkedIn Learning that was talking about how to better manage your time. I know that we just kind of had a whole discussion on that. But they were saying, it's hard for you to force ideas. Like if you schedule time for, okay, I'm gonna be brainstorming during this time and you're so heavily focused on, I need to come up with an idea, you're not gonna be able to have your best ideas. Your best ideas come to you when your brain is trying to shut down and you're trying not to think about things. So for example, when you're in the shower and all you're thinking about is like, Oh, I'm gonna wash my hair today, or I'm not gonna wash my hair today, or when you're trying to fall asleep. So that's why a lot of our better ideas come to us when we're in the shower or trying to fall asleep because our brain just isn't hyper focused on, I need to think about something. So when I was getting into the shower yesterday, I was just doing my thing. I have so many different soaps. So I'm like, what soap am I gonna use today? Am I gonna smell like a pineapple? Am I gonna smell like coconut? Like, what am I, what's the vibe today? Right? And all of a sudden, This thought popped into my head. So for today's episode, we're gonna talk about should old games be left to die? Brie, what does that mean? So I've, I'm just gonna use this game as an example because I've played this game for a while and it was already a dead game when I started. I think that old games should be left to die. And the example I'm gonna use is Team Fortress 2. Do I love that game? Fuck yeah. That game was awesome when I was playing it. I loved it, but I feel like games that have already kind of lost most of their community and just the developers aren't really producing new content for it, they should just be left to die. So for Team Fortress 2, that game's been out since what, like 2011? I don't know, but it's an online multiplayer free-to-play shooter game. And for the last six years, they haven't procured an actual update for the game. Like, yeah, the game's been updated, they've changed patches, they've updated bugs, but they haven't come out with content for the game in about six years. At that point, why keep it running, you know? Like, what's, what's the point of keeping this game running if you're not adamantly adding new content to it? And I brought this topic up to Jackson yesterday and I used the example of Fortnite. I know that that's not a good example, but games that have been out for so long where it's gotten to the point where they're just not getting new content. Should they be left to just continually stay in like a frozen state where they're not getting new content or do you think that they should be shut down? And I know that we've also seen games that have been shut down for this exact reason, and then people are just upset about it. So like with Club Penguin, for example, a lot of us grew up playing Club Penguin, and as we've gotten older, you know, we kind of stopped playing it. There wasn't really a need for it. There weren't any new updates or any new clothing items or anything that was worthy enough of grabbing our attention to come back to the game. So the developers decided to shut it down. It was becoming more costly for them to run it as opposed to just shutting it down. So do you think old games should be left to die? Since we are on the topic of old games, I've notoriously started games that have been out forever. Like they've already kind of had their prime and they've started dying off by the time that I actually give them a chance. So for example, like one of the games that we could talk about that I've only recently started playing is GTA 5. I was big into GTA 4 when I was growing up and I've owned GTA 5 since like 2013 but I tried playing the online tutorial when I first got the game. I wasn't able to beat it, so I got discouraged because just the way that the autosave was set up, I was kind of in a shitty situation, I just kept dying. So I uninstalled GTA and I never really played it. But recently, after completing Bully Scholarship Edition and Subnautica and a whole bunch of other games that like really just had my heart, I needed something to fill that void. So I downloaded GTA 5 and GTA, I know they're online. They still have a whole bunch of DLC and a whole bunch of content that they keep adding to it, but the game is also so old. So it's like, when should they kind of take the hint to be like, oh, we should probably stop updating this older version and actually focus on making a newer game. And I know that they're making GTA 6. Nobody like pause the video and start commenting, oh, they're making a GTA 6. I know that they are, trust me, I'm excited for it. But it gets to a point where once GTA 6 drops, does that mean that they're gonna stop producing content for GTA 5? Because that's what happened with GTA 4 and GTA 3 and GTA San Andreas and like everything else. So does that mean that when GTA 6 comes out, GTA 5 is, done. Uh, oh, here's another example. Uh, Crap, why can I not think of the game? I can literally see everything. Um, Overwatch. Overwatch 2 beta came out, right? And when they were releasing the beta, they kind of came out with the um, announcement. I don't know if this is still the case. I'm I'm going to look it up in just a second. But I remember when the beta came out or actual, I don't know if the second one dropped yet or whatever. I'm going to get the statement out. Stop interrupting me, brain. When the second beta dropped, They kind of made the announcement that the first Overwatch is dead. Like, that's it. We're getting rid of the servers. We're closing the game. And I couldn't help but think, like, okay, does that mean I'm getting my money back? (laughs) Because I spent $25 on that game. Like, are you going to give me my money back? Or is it just, like, gone forever? Because if you're just going to be ripping the game away from me, can I get a refund? Can you at least give me a free version of Overwatch 2? You know? So I guess that's another discussion where if a game is dead, like should people be upset that they're not getting refunds on games that they spent money on, especially like with GTA 5, for example. Imagine you're spending all this money on GTA 5 online and then GTA 6 comes out And they're like, hey, you know what? We're actually gonna shut down the GTA 5 online servers, so you just can't use it anymore. And all these people that aren't getting GTA 6 are like, okay, well, are you gonna give me like my hundreds of dollars back that I spent on like in-game currency and everything? And I know that they don't have refunds for all that. It's definitely in the fine print, but it's just kind of shitty to think about where if you spend all this money on intangible items like in-game equipment and in-game currency. And then the developers are just like, yeah, it's been fun guys, but I don't know, we're moving on to bigger, better things. Like, love you, thanks for the support. And all that money is just gone. I feel like that's so scary. Like I remember when I kind of first started playing on Steam, it was when CSGO was big back in 2013, 2014. And all of these people had these knives that they were trading for CSGO. And I know there are still a few people that play CSGO. I never really got into it and i don't really know what the market is like now but i remember at the time if you had certain knives from csgo they were worth so much money on steam and people were willing to pay hundreds of dollars for just these little pixels on a on a screen like it was just so crazy to me i didn't understand it and when csgo kind of fell off a little bit did those knives also go down in value? Like, uh, what what does, that, what does that mean? And if at some point the CSGO developers are like, hey guys, this has been fun, but we really just don't want to have this running anymore. Everything just disappears, you know? So at the end of the day, like, is it really worth it? I don't know. I think about that a lot, especially whenever I do want to buy something in game because don't get me wrong. I've been on that apex grind recently and I there's so many skins that I want. Especially for Octane, like Octane has so many good skins. Do I play Octane? Rarely, but he has so many incredible skins and I want them so bad, but it's a free to play game. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to spend so much of my hard earned money on this game and then not even get what I want. I I don't know. It's it's a struggle for me cuz when I used to play a lot of Team Fortress 2, I had put so much money into that game. But when you put money into Steam, it's kind of there forever. So if you do spend your money on an item that depreciates, then it's like it, it turns into kind of like a stock situation where it's like, okay, well now I lost money on this investment and I don't know. It's a, this is a whole different discussion, Bri. But what what do you think about that? Like, how how is that fair if they decide, like, oh, we're going to shut down this game and all that money that you invested into this game is now just gone? Like, all the time and money and items and everything is just gone. But is it better to hold on to just a frozen version of the game to still keep? Everything like what's what's the takeaway on this whole conversation? Like, what would you rather have? Anyway, I've been playing a lot of GTA and I'm kind of super into it. Maybe I'll get into online at some point. We'll see. I'm kind of scared because whenever I play games online and it's not with friends, it's with like a whole bunch of randos. I just get super stressed out. But then again. I was having a blast when I was playing Sea of Thieves by myself, because I would just run into people and they would be like, please leave me alone. And I'd be like, okay, only if you leave me alone. And then like, that's kind of it. Or we'd have like a little discussion. We were super chill. So I guess it just depends on the game that you're playing, because some communities are just really toxic when it comes to online situations. But I don't know. I'm going to be playing so much Apex ranked this season. And there's probably gonna be a few instances where I have to queue with people that I don't know. So I'm just hoping that they're not super toxic and that they don't make me cry, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going through a list right now to see like if there are any other um, games that have been kind of mentioned as dead games or that were shut down um, to see like if they kind of bring any nostalgia here. Games that shut down in 2022. Oh, here we go. Here's games that are shutting down. Um, from Ubisoft in September of this year, 2022. So it looks like uh, the full list of games and what services will be stopped is as follows. Assassin's Creed 2, you'll be unable to play multiplayer. Assassin's Creed 3, no more multiplayer. It looks like they're shutting down multiplayer in Assassin's Creed for just about every single game. Far Cry 3 will no longer have multiplayer. Ghost Recon Future Soldier won't have multiplayer. A lot of these I've never really heard of. So I guess that's kind of why they're shutting them down. Wasn't Ubisoft the company that kind of had some shit going on with how they were treating um, how they were treating women? Uh, decommissioning of online services. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Ubisoft. I guess they're just shutting them down for the for the older dead games. So that makes sense. Like, is it worth it for them to throw away money if only a handful of people are playing? But it's unfair to those people that you know. Maybe that's their only game. Maybe that's what they want to play and they don't want to say goodbye to all the memories and all the friends that they made on this one game. Because, trust me, there have been so many games that I've fallen in love with where there's just no, there's just no comparison. Like, Subnautica. The first one, I know I always bring this up and I know you guys are so sick of me talking about it but i fucking loved the first subnautica when i played the second one i was so underwhelmed i was so sad it just wasn't the same vibe of the first one and once i finished it i just had like this hole in my heart where i'm like okay well now i'm done what do i do next and there just wasn't anything that was even remotely close to it that just provided that same enjoyment And it's sad to think that at any given time, the internet could go away, games could go away. They could just be shut down and that's it. Like I think about that so often, especially since I want to do content creation. It's scary to think that at any given time, everything could just be ripped away. Like maybe there's gonna be one day where Twitter's like, you know what, screw this, we're shutting down Twitter servers, no more Twitter. Like what do you do then? You're just going to post on Facebook again? Psh, Facebook's already tried revamping their shit millions of times because they're selling people's information. But I don't know. It, it's just something that I think about a lot because I always try and plan for the future. I always try to have a backup plan because when I was in college, I didn't have a backup plan. I was pretty much saying I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be nothing. And when I decided to not be a doctor anymore, now I'm sitting here like, oh my God, I'm nothing. So, I, you know, I, I just, I think about this shit a lot and I would like to have your opinion on it. Is there a game that you used to play that was shut down or something along those lines? Even if it was just like a community server that you used to play on for like Minecraft or some other sort of online game where you loved going and hanging out with your friends every single day and then just randomly it was ripped away from you. How did that make you feel? Were you happy that you know you kind of got a break from all that? Or did you still keep contact with those people like I want to hear your stories I want to hear your experiences because that happened to me I used to play on a Minecraft server and the the server itself was huge right but the one portion of the server that I played on randomly they just shut it down they're like yeah screw this nobody really plays on here or if they do play on it they don't really play for long so they just shut it down And i lost contact with so many people because we had nowhere else to kind of congregate we didn't we didn't know where to go from there i feel like if a game isn't producing new content they should either focus on making an entirely new game or just kind of put the game to rest like yeah it served its time it was fun but if you're not going to be producing new content It just isn't meaningful for me to stay. Like, League has been out forever. League always drops a new character every once in a while. They throw new events in there. Even if they're just reusing some of the shit and they're just reskinning it, like, they're at least making it look new and exciting and enticing. But with Team Fortress 2, don't get me wrong. Like I said, love that game. But every single Halloween, they reuse the same exact maps. They don't reskin absolutely anything and they haven't had a genuine update in years. That that was at least meaningful the last time that I checked. I'm gonna double check right now to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass because I haven't played it in so long. Yeah, it's just tournaments. A lot of tournaments. A summer thing. The annual TF2 map 72 Summer Jam is back. So they just re- they just reused old skins and maybe added like a new cosmetic item and just said, here's an update. Like they're just not producing new things. So is it even worth it for them to, to keep it up? But I hope you guys enjoyed. That was like my little rant, my little update on things. I want to try and post another episode next week. I will keep you posted on what's kind of going on. I'm more so putting my mental health first right now, so I want to make sure that I'm okay and not stress myself out in terms of setting unrealistic goals. We'll see. It was nice talking to you guys. If you want to see more content from me, please, please, please check out all my links in the description. I'm live on Twitch every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've been blowing through The Witcher and I've been having a blast with it, so if you're into The Witcher 3, every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Twitch, we play Witcher, so you can go hang out with me there. But I hope you all have an amazing day or night, whatever time it is. If it's like one in the morning and you're listening to this podcast right now, what are you doing? Go to bed. But I love you guys so much. Thank you for all your support. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.